Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick announcement for you all. I actually am going to change the publishing schedule of the podcast moving forward because I have behind the scenes have been working on a new project for Next Step Fitness that is going to, I think, really help enhance my ability to help you all. But that does impact uh, my ability to release a weekly podcast. So we're going to go bi-weekly moving forward. Please stay tuned. I'll give you some updates on what's to come in the weeks ahead. But for today, I'm actually going to repost one of my goal-setting episodes of the Next Step Fitness podcast, which is one of my more popular episodes. We're in January time. A lot of people are talking about setting goals, thinking about setting goals. And this is in this episode, I share the exact framework that I use with my own clients that I get to train when we're setting goals together. I think this is incredibly valuable information to think about as you're setting goals for yourself for 2023. Please enjoy a framework for goal setting. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about goal setting. And goal setting is a really important step in a fitness journey, whether you're just starting out or at any time during your fitness journey, you want to have a goal in mind. And really what the goal is, is the destination. How do we know if we're heading in the right direction if we don't know what the destination is? So having a goal, and you can have an overarching goal, which is the main goal for your lifelong fitness journey, but you also want to be breaking that goal down into smaller kind of micro goals that you can achieve along the way. So today we're going to be going over a five-step framework to developing a goal. And I utilize a SMART acronym for this. And this is a very common way to build goals. I'm going to go over each letter in the acronym. It's S-M-A-R-T. S stands for specific. M stands for measurable. A is achievable. R is realistic. And T is time-bound. So we're going to go over each of those five letters. And I'm going to build a goal step-by-step And by the end of the episode, you'll have all of the steps you need to create a fitness goal for yourself that sets you up for success. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start with the first letter in our SMART acronym, which is the letter S. And S stands for specific. Specific basically means that you want the goal to be as detailed as possible. So for utilizing an example like, I want to get stronger, it's not very specific, and if you're ever wondering if your goal is specific enough, what you need to ask yourself is, how am I going to know when I achieve the goal? If there's no real endpoint in mind, then you need to make the goal more specific. Now, going back to the original example of the goal of I want to get stronger. Now, getting stronger is a great goal to have, but how do we measure if we've achieved that? Again, we're always focusing on the end destination. That's what the goal is, is the end destination. How do we move towards 
stronger because stronger can be measured in many different ways. So we want to change that goal to make it more specific. In what way are we going to know that we're stronger? So a great way to provide some specificity to this vague goal of I want to be stronger is to, for example, pick an exercise that you want to achieve a certain level at. A great one and one that a lot of my clients have used is a bodyweight chin-up. A bodyweight chin-up is an incredibly challenging exercise to do, and it takes a lot of dedicated time and practice to be able to achieve a full bodyweight chin-up, especially if you've never done one before. So having that specific end goal of a bodyweight chin-up allows you to know not only if you're moving in the direction towards that goal, but you'll know once you've done that chin-up that you've achieved that goal. Okay, so we've gone over the S of specific, and we're going to move on to M, which is measurable. And measurable just means that we need to have hard factual information. Most of the time, this is a number that gives us more detail to know that we've actually achieved the goal. Again, we're just making the end point, the destination, as detailed as possible. So when we get there, we know that the goal has been achieved. Let's go back to our bodyweight chin-up example and add a measurement to it. So we've already made the goal specific. We started with, I want to get stronger. We've specified that we're going to measure that by doing a bodyweight chin-up. And then we're going to add a measurement to it by adding just one. We're going to do one bodyweight chin-up. So we know that the goal has been achieved when we've done one full bodyweight chin-up. Again, always returning to that idea of making the end destination as detailed as possible. All right, now we're going to spend some time talking about A, which stands for achievable. And this is the part of the process where goal setting really becomes a unique and customized experience because achievable is going to mean different things for different people. Now, when I work with my clients and when I am doing goal setting for myself, I think of three topics when I think about if a goal is achievable or not. Number one is time. We have to make sure that we have enough time to commit to whatever the goal is that we are looking to move towards. And this is a moment where the goal can change if needed. So if we figure out, let's say for the bodyweight chin-up example, that we need to be doing chin-ups three to four times a week to move towards that goal. And maybe we don't have that amount of time. We need to break the goal down into smaller pieces then. Let's say we only have one day a week to work on it. Then that's great. That's a great starting place. But doing the time to realistically think about how much time you have to achieve the goal is going to directly impact how you approach it to set yourself up for success. Point two of achievable is mental and physical capacity. So we want to make sure that not only are we physically able to achieve whatever goal it is we're working towards, but what our headspace is in terms of working towards that specific goal. So from the physical perspective, we want to establish a baseline and making sure that we're incrementally working towards that goal because our bodies can't go from never lifting weights before in our lives to deadlifting our body weight in the span of a week. We need to make sure that we're starting at our baseline, establishing a strong physical baseline with where our physical capacity is at that moment, and then incrementally working towards whatever the end goal is in a step-by-step fashion. So, and the mental capacity means that what our attitude and our headspace, our mindset is towards the goal, asking questions like, Why is this goal important to me? How am I going to feel when I achieve this goal? What are my motivators for wanting this goal? Exploring those types of themes and answering those questions honestly will help set you up for success long term. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make a positive change or a move to make a 
uh, different, healthier change in your life, to be a role model for somebody else or to inspire others or to have some sort of external response occur. That those are all valid and wonderful reasons for pursuing goals, but the main core reason why you should be pursuing a goal of any type is because there's an internal motivation that you want to achieve the goal because you want it, not anybody else. Because let me remind you that nobody else is going to be the ones implementing the actions required on a daily basis to bring you further to the goal. So we want to make sure that the mindset and internal mental motivation for achieving a goal is something that you are choosing for yourself. And let me add that that doesn't mean that you're going to be in a good, strong, go get them headspace every day, because as you're working towards this goal from day to day, your mood will change, your mindset will change, things will happen. But starting from a strong mental place and space is really important. So we want to make sure that we do the work at the beginning, do do the front work to make sure that this goal is serving us not only from a physical space, but also from a mental space. The third point is your desire to change. And that's a real key piece to all of this because we want to make sure that it's something that we are doing for ourselves. Goals sometimes can have origins in lots of different places, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve ourselves or make a positive change in our lives to set a good example for somebody or to be a role model for someone else in our lives or to achieve something external that affects something else, but we really want the goal to originate from our own individual internal desires to change because we want to. Because again, the day-to-day actions of staying consistent towards moving towards your goals is so much easier to do and way easier to maintain long-term if the main desire to change and the core desire to change is internal because you want to. Okay, so we've done three letters so far. We've done S specific, M measurable, and A achievable. We've decided that the goal that we're working towards is a body weight chin up. We're making it specific because we're choosing a specific exercise to focus on. We're making it measurable because we've chosen one body weight chin up. Once we've done that one chin up, we've achieved the goal. And we feel like it's achievable for us right now because we've done the work and we've decided that the time required is something that we're willing to do. We have the mental capacity to put effort towards moving towards this goal, and we have a strong internal desire to achieve the goal. Now, moving on to letter R, R stands for realistic. And this is, again, another layer of making sure that the goal is achievable. So we've done the work to decide, okay, we've decided that this particular goal is achievable. But how does that fit into our regular everyday daily lives? And this is kind of just an expansion on the timepiece that we looked at when we were deciding if the goal was achievable or not. We really need to spend the time before we start working towards a goal to see how it's going to fit into our everyday lives. Because thinking about goals and visualizing achieving the goal, it's much easier to picture ourselves crossing the finish line of a half marathon than it is to visualize ourselves waking up at 5 a.m. to get the run in before we go to work or packing our food the day the day before work so we have nutrient-dense food to eat and all of the steps that are required to get you across that finish line if the half marathon is your goal. So I always want to make sure that fitness goals are realistic because if they are realistic, then it's much easier to maintain consistency. So once you figure out if the goal is achievable, 
you need to figure out how it's going to fit into your everyday life. So a great way to do this is to really just take a hard look at your schedule. You can say, all right, I need two or three days a week to work. We're going back to the bodyweight chin-ups. We need three days a week to work on these bodyweight chin-ups. Where is that realistically and actually going to occur in my schedule? Do I really have the time to do this? Or do I need to change the goal to make it a little bit more accessible for me right now? And allowing yourself the opportunity and the freedom to make changes and adjustments, especially before you start and as you're going, having that open-mindedness to say, okay, if this goal isn't serving me, I can change it, really, really increases the likelihood for success over time. The last letter in the SMART acronym is T for time-bound, and I have kind of a unique perspective on utilizing time for fitness goals. Now, most fitness goals you're going to see around town and around the internet are all time-based. It's an The most common ubiquitous example of this is lose X pounds in 90 days or lose X amount of weight in X amount of time. And some, in some ways, those goals can actually help motivate you and can be seen in a positive way. But I think overwhelmingly, these goals can actually set us up for failure. And I'm going to explain what that means. A lot of times those goals are going back to the R are not realistic. Losing a massive amount of weight in a short period of time is just not realistic or sustainable. And if you know me and you know my philosophy, my two big fitness philosophies are how do we keep things realistic and sustainable? And having the factor of time really plays into whether or not goals are realistic and sustainable. So we want to make sure that we are picking a time, if we are utilizing time to help build our goals, that we are picking a realistic frame of time for that. And this is an area where a trainer or a fitness professional can really be an asset to your goal setting process. Because if you're unfamiliar, if you've never worked towards this goal before, or if you have no frame of reference towards how much time it would achieve, it would take to achieve this goal, this is where utilizing the advice of a trainer or a fitness professional can help guide you towards whether or not, again, going back to R, whether or not this frame of time period that you've decided on is actually realistic towards actually achieving the goal. So what do I mean by all this? I know that time is a kind of a sticky situation for me personally in terms of fitness goals. I don't consider it as important as the A and the R, making sure the goal is achievable and realistic. Having time as an additional factor can help keep people motivated if you have a definitive end date in mind, but don't let that get in the way of making sure that the goal is achievable and realistic. Those are the two most important. Out of all five, I would say that the most, the two most important factors in any goal setting is making sure that the goal is achievable for right now and realistic in terms of your overall life. So that's it. That's the SMART acronym for successful goal setting. So we've gone over S, specific, M, measurable, A, achievable, R, realistic, and T, time-bound. And we've built our goal. We're going to do one bodyweight chin-up. So the it's specific because we've picked an exercise. It's measurable because we've picked one chin-up to do. It's achievable because we've done the work and we've done the research and we have decided that, yes, we have the time to do it. We've established a physical baseline for where we're at now and have figured out the steps, incremental step-by-step process physically to move towards that goal. And we're in a good mental 
headspace and have the right positive mindset and the internal motivators to achieve the goal. We think that it's realistic for us in terms of our overall schedule for right now to start working towards it. And we can, if we want to add an additional time-bound variable, we can say, I'm going to achieve one body weight chin up in four to six months. And what, why I say four to six months, again, the time is not as important as making sure it's achievable and realistic. And having a range, I think, helps take some of the stress off. Unless you're, unless you're training for a specific event at a specific time, like a marathon, that's, that ha- that is going to occur on a specific day at a specific time, I would really recommend that you give yourself a range of time to take some of the stress off. So again, if you want to utilize having time as an additional motivator, try w- doing a range. If you don't have to train for a specific event at a specific time, give yourself a range to kind of take some of the stress off of utilizing time. So that's it. That's the SMART framework for goal setting. And I'm going to provide a worksheet PDF download on my website that's going to walk you step-by-step through this SMART acronym to build your own goals. And you'll be able to find that um, in the show notes of this episode. I'll leave the link for that. I hope that you guys found this informative. If you have any questions about it, just reach out and connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear more about what your SMART goal is. Good luck with your goal setting, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.